Blog Talk Radio. Put awards 
in the subject line. And to show you what we mean, we've got an award coming up in just a second. But first, I want to take a moment for all of us here at the show to remember and celebrate today, which is the 25th anniversary of the tearing down of the Berlin Wall. German Chancellor Angela Merkel said that tearing down of the wall was a sign to all whose rights are threatened that dreams can come true. A salute to our German friends and the tearing down of that damned wall. And now for our first V. David Bowers Award. Today it goes to former the David Bowers Awards guest and tremendously talented Carolina cutie, Nikki Crisp, who won for both Best Americana Song and Best Americana EP for September from the Academia Music Awards. Now, the Academia Music Awards... Now, that's interesting. My phone is going off. Shut off the phone. I don't, I'm not interrupted. I'm not like Derek Jeter. I don't take phone calls in the middle of the show. <laughs> anyway, uh, the Academia Music Awards recognize excellence in music throughout the world. And we're so proud of Nikki Chris for winning the September Award and for being on our show. And she will be back again. We'll probably have her sometime early next year. You can follow this talented singer at NikkiChris.com. That's N-I-C-K-I-K-R-I-S.com. And the Academia Music Awards, of course, are on Twitter at Academia Awards. Congratulations, Nikki Chris. And audience and artists out there, remember, if you are or you have someone or something you think deserves an award, email David at the David Bowers Awards, put awards in the subject line, and who knows, you may hear your award right here on the show. John Bon Jovial. Yes, sir. It's your turn. <laughs> well, I, I, I knew it was my turn, but the way you said that, it was like you needed to get my attention for something else. <laughs> No, no, I just wanted to let you know that that's, that's your cue. Because I think it was, you said to me just the other day, what was it, John? You can't remember shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I wanted to get your attention, because I was afraid you might have forgot it was your turn. What do you got for us, John? <laughs> well, I just wanted to uh, pass along this friendly reminder to everybody to uh, don't forget your uh, official The David Bowers t-shirts. These are the only official t-shirts for The David Bowers Awards, and they're available only on our website, thedavidbowers.com. That's T-H-E-D-A-V-I-D-B-O-W-E-R-S.com. We keep the price down by taking no profit from them whatsoever. They're strictly for our fans, followers, and friends. They're high-quality tees in black or white, and ladies or men's sizes, so order today. Order now. Order frequently. Order often. Only $14.30. Order now. www.thedavidbowers.com. And uh, let's see. We've got coming up on the David Bowers Awards today, America's top female metal rocker, a young lady named Angel Steele, and Canada's One Soul Thrust. But first... From the Adirondack Mountains of upstate New York, where it's starting to cool off just a little bit this time of year, debuting his new CD on the David Bowers Awards, it's Frank Palangi. Craving for hunger 
apparently he's not doing well. Frank, are you with us? Hey, what's going on? There you are. We were getting a little bit worried. Thought you got lost up in the Adirondacks there. Doing well, thank you. How are you? Not too bad here. Just uh, hunkering down for the winter, upcoming winter, anyways. <laughs> yeah, got to be getting a little bit chilly up there now this time of year. And uh, looks Just like you've got bit. a uh, looks like you've got a real cold front headed your way later in the week. They say that uh, that storm coming down from Alaska is supposed to drop temperatures across the. Uh, from the middle of the country all the way up into the northeast, it looks like a looks like a nasty cold blast coming. That's fantastic. No. <laughs> yeah, that's just what oh. you need, right? Well, listen, this yeah. year has been far. From, this year has been far from cold for you. You've had a really good year. You've had a lot going on. What have you done this year? Oh, it's it's, it's been amazing. Uh, I've gotten to um, to open up for some some great acts and been working on some new music i you know i got to open up for like three doors down and trapped um power right. man 5000 that's aaron lewis from stained and um now i'm playing with buck cherry next month so <laughs> it's been pretty oh, cool fantastic you yeah definitely so what are you going to do for an encore in 2015 i don't know i got some studio work i'm planning with um, a huge artist. I can't say who. We're kind of talking right now and trying to figure out some ideas, but I think I want to work at least one or two songs with them and um, see where that goes. And, uh, you know, I, I live in New York, and a lot of my gigs I do, you know, a lot of it's based in New York, Connecticut, Massachusetts. I've gone to Pennsylvania, and I actually want to hit up Pennsylvania more to try to kind of spread out into that scene a little bit more too. Sure. But um, we'll we'll see. There's some things I'm planning right now. So it just takes a couple months to kind of get everything together and make sure you got the finances and all that kind of stuff. No, absolutely, and uh, you will of course uh, you will of course keep us and our listeners in the loop and uh, maybe come on the show and announce what your uh, what your big plan with the mystery artist is. Oh, yeah, I will. You guys, I guarantee if I said it right now, you'd know who it is. <laughs> oh, great. We could hardly wait. Uh, listen, before we go any further and talk about your new CD, which we will in just a moment, uh, tell us, what's your award today? You got an award for someone or something for us? Um, I wanted to give an award out to one of my fans, Stephanie, that's been coming out to a lot of my shows. She, uh, She's a local fan, and she's been uh, she actually got me a few gigs near her town. So she's been she's been helping out, showing up a lot. And um, I usually my award I give out usually is fan of the week. So I guess I want to make it like the David Bowers fan of let's say the month. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. It sounds like a great fan. Those are the those are the kind of fans that uh, all artists not only should have but should work for, and this is one of the things that caught my attention with you uh, a few years back, uh, is the fact that you do, you work your fans, you interact with them, you've got your own, uh, you've got your own fan base on Facebook, Palangi's Angels, and uh, you do, you do a lot of work directly with the fans, and that's good, uh, a lot of artists could take a lesson from you on that one. I mean, you have to interact with people, and I enjoy it, you know, it's, it's, I mean, of course, it's like, quote-unquote part of the job type thing. I think everybody, whether they like it or not, has to. But if you like oh, it absolutely. and you enjoy it and you're talking to everybody, you know, it makes it that much more. Yeah, you know, who was that great mind that once said, if you uh, 
If you find something to do that you enjoy, you'll never work a day in your life, and it sounds like you come pretty close to that. Pretty much. Music's full-time for me, so I, you know, <laughs> that's all I do now <laughs> for the past five years. Well, no, not a bad uh, Frank, way to make a living, us. if you ask me. Oh, absolutely. Frank, tell yeah, us about the new CD. Uh, well, it's, a, it's actually a new single. It's just a single, and it's coming out um, November 18th, which is close to next week. Um, originally, it was supposed to come out Tuesday, but we had to push it back a week for some reason. And um, it's uh, it's cool. I actually wrote this song in 2005, and it's on my original, original like demo album I made called Falling 2. But it was more of a slow song. More of like a lovey, you know, kind of like a, about a relationship type song. And but I've always liked it, and I knew someday I'd redo it. And I wanted to make it more of a, more of what you hear now, you know, more of a rock song, more driving, more kind of expanded, you know. So I, there's elements in there from a little bit from the original, but a lot of it is is gone, ex, maybe except for the chorus, I would say. But um, you know, it's fun. We got to record. Uh, the drums and reamp the guitars and stuff in uh, Chris Henderson from Three Doors Down, his studio in Tennessee. And uh, we had a lot of fun. We got um, Michael McManus on the drums, who he's currently playing with Scott Stapp right now, but he's been in like Saving Abel and Twelve Stones, and he's a very, very, very good drummer. So I've been lucky to kind of take that single and the single I did before, Hope, and kind of produce it myself, and I guess that's a creation from my mind what you're hearing right now <laughs> no fantastic well that's that's where the best stuff comes from the mind and the heart i mean you can't uh you can't make that stuff up it it's just there and what's the uh yeah. what's the new single called tell everybody what the new single is called it's called falling two okay and it's going to be available where um, anywhere, you know, any digital retailers, iTunes, Amazon, eMusic, if you guys like Xbox on Xbox Live, you can stream it for free on Spotify and, you know, basically all those places, anywhere you'd, you'd buy music. And um, my current releases, you know, you get them all at the same places, but you can actually get my CD at barnesandnobles.com if you guys want to head over there as well. Now, now what about, about John Bon yeah, Frank, what about, uh, you know, those that are listening that want to actually have a hard copy, an actual CD, can they go over to Barnes & Noble and uh, for, to the brick and mortar and buy it there, or is it a strictly an online thing? Yeah, you got to order it from their online website, yep. Okay. Or you can okay. order it from my website, um, frankpolangi.com, if you want a signed copy. Basically, I get the emails and stuff, and I do personal orders, and I sign the CDs and mail them out myself, so... If you don't want to order them through some corporation and you want to sign copy, you know, hit me up. And John bon Jovi, I think we is, No, I just wanted to spell it out so people, uh, you know, knew exactly uh, go where to it. go on the web. It's F-R-A-N-K-P-A-L-A-N-G-I dot com. Is that right, Frank? Yep. Okay, excellent. I'm sorry, David, I didn't mean to interrupt you. You go right ahead. That's all right. I was just going to say, I think we're going to have to get an autographed copy from Frank to uh, hang on our wall of fame here for uh, for future reference. We should uh, yeah, we, we get a nice so. spot right on the wall to place one of those, Frank. <laughs> and uh, let me ask That'd you be this awesome. now: What do you got planned? 
we got hey be awesome for us too frank uh we've got the holidays coming up we got thanksgiving here soon and of course the big one christmas or hanukkah or all the other ones that are coming along too what do you got planned for the holidays um taking it easy i i originally wanted to take the whole month of december off because i tell people i'm like to be honest i've been playing out every week since january of this year and i just wanted you know some downtime to live a little bit to write and do whatever else i have to do but um you know i have the one show now with buck cherry but i kind of like you know i i'll do that show <laughs> for sure <laughs> but th- thanksgiving well, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun you know Everybody needs the downtime too. It uh, you have to do both. You uh, you got to do the work, but you got to have some downtime and recharge the batteries too. Nick, you're uh, sitting in the background there. You got something you'd like to ask or add to the conversation? Well, let me get Nick's mic live. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that well, would. Uh, you know, no, actually, you know help. what? Nick is well. Nick is working on one of our communication racks right now because there was a wiring issue earlier. So, but he'll be back in just a second. Okay, there's a little little behind the scenes uh, goings on for you. We got we got to go video with this so people can see how we. Nah, maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> okay, actually, no. Okay, Nick, Nick is back at his desk now. Like I said, we had a little bit of a wiring issue that he just took care of, and uh, but uh, Nick, David, uh, David's got a question for you. No, actually, I just wanted to know if uh, if you had a question for Frank or something you'd like to add to the conversation, being a musician yourself. With with what? <laughs> I kind of got lost. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I, I can realize if you were uh, if you were working on something else there. I was just saying that uh, being a musician yourself, I thought maybe you might have a uh, a question for Frank or something to add to the conversation. No, I think your mic is. Uh, you got a mute on there. Okay, we seem to be having. Oh, I thought, I thought you guys were asking. Can you hear me, Dave? Yes. yes. Okay, we got yes. you there. Fantastic. No, I just wanted to add. Uh, he brings up a good point about uh, the status of physical media. Everything is uh, fully d- download now. Uh, do you find that uh, you tend to move more of the digital downloads than you do the physical media uh, more and more as time goes on? I don't. No, CDs are always king. You know why? Because I think fans, they want something of yours to, to grab, you know, especially if it's signed or something like that. Um, right. You know, my digital sales, I, you know, I have to admit, are a lot lower than my actual CD sales, but the streams are actually a lot higher. So it's, I don't, I don't really get the whole thing. You know, it's like, you know, basically, there's areas you can listen to my music for free on YouTube or like Spotify, and then I, I think with that end, it makes people so they they don't really need to buy it. So why why buy it digitally? But if it's on a CD, they go to a show, or even if it's you know I've sold CDs to people all over the place that I've never even met, but they just want that you know that copy for themselves. Now, I believe you always have to have a hard copy, you know. Right, I agree with you on that. You bring up an interesting point, Frank. The uh, the conflicts that are going on within the industry right now with the uh, the different forms of uh, of obtaining the uh, the music through the various media, through uh, hard copies, digital downloads, streaming. Uh, what's your take on this? I know you're uh, 
you're probably as baffled by it as many others uh, going all the way up to the labels themselves, who sometimes you think don't even have a clue. But what's your take on this uh, this change, this this uh, situation we're going through now, where you've got all these different ways of uh, of uh, getting your music out there, but nobody really has a handle on how to make it work. I think the reason why is you just said it. There's so many places like. Uh, you know, I wasn't, I was young and stuff, but I was supposed back in the day, really, where's the only place where you can go get music? A record store. So everyone would go to, you know, their one or two local record stores, and that's where you'd buy it, or you'd buy it at the show, where now there's so many different choices, and artists, even the big stream, you know, the big artists, they put out the songs before they're even out, for free to listen to and they get millions of hits and stuff which is good but what does that make somebody you know it doesn't make me want to buy it because i can say well i listen i can i can stream it for free i can you know play it for free off of youtube or um the one thing i think is great is some of these services like now like i get royalties um through spotify or even youtube if they play those songs so you know, if you're playing it, basically you're it's free fan funding in a way. But as a fan myself, like I said, I don't. You know, if it's free on YouTube, why not? Why not just go on and listen to it? You know. Exactly, Frank, and this gotta, is something I, that. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, John. No, I was going to say I just got a quick question for Frank. That I mean, you, what, what you're saying makes sense, but I guess. You know, maybe because, you know, both Dave and I are you know, a little older when, you know, we came up in radio in the 60s and 70s and such. Uh, but with the demise now of the traditional record store, or if they're not gone, they're on their way out, it, it seems to me that there's a almost a sense of loss of community. You, you would always gather at the record store and run into somebody that you knew and you could talk music and things of this nature. And, yeah, you can download something off of YouTube or listen to it. You can download something from Spotify uh, or, you know, any one of these plethora of musical uh, digital outlets. But don't you think that there's a, some kind of a sense of loss because of the, the decline of the, the traditional record store? Yeah, because, I mean, even with movie stuff, I'm a big movie fan, and there's hardly any movie stores anymore. There's, like, one in my town, and then the next one is, you know, like, 40 minutes away or something like that. You know, it's all, and it's all the same company. It's it's one chain, you know. I suppose, yeah. though, I mean, if you wanted to, you could, you could really still open a record shop, but I, I don't know why somebody doesn't. I think if you did, you'd have to be clever about it, but, yeah, I mean, there's, like for me, I'm I'm old school like that because I, my teenage years were in the early 2000s or so when I went to high school and you know I always went to a record store to get the actual CD, you know. Um, yeah, so, and you're the last generation too uh, to be able to really do that. Yeah, that's another good point, John. The fact that uh, this is uh, this is something that uh, the generations up to now can appreciate the loss of the uh, of the community of actually, you know, hanging at the record store, talking music and everything. But the future generations will never have known this, and it's, uh, it, it's an interesting situation. Sure, sure. 
Well, let, let's we 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 kind of diverted off onto a tangent there, so uh, we 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 digress. <laughs> Well, no, actually, that's a good one, and it is very, uh, very relative to uh, our purpose and what we do here. And I wanted to follow that up with another point that uh, that Frank touched on, and that's the point of royalties, which is a big bone of contention right now. Uh, who should get what, and how much should they get? Uh, now, I'm not going to get into how much you're actually getting per sale, Frank, because that's your own business. But the general feeling among the uh, artists. And uh, some of the people that back the artist is the artists aren't being paid enough. They're not getting a fair shake for their music. What's your take on that? That's 100% correct because I've even talked with some of these these big artists that are signed to labels, and they say, you know, the days of uh, Molly Crew and all that where they're making, you know, millions of stuff off their, their music is, is gone. You know, they're like, you know, we're in this we're in this huge band and stuff, and, you know, we're we're st- we're not getting anywhere as close to what they're used to getting. That's true, and uh, I hear that a lot. But at best, times they are changing. <laughs> well, you know, somebody somebody uh, posted online. I've seen this online several times, and uh, uh, for me, there's a grain of truth to it because uh, I have worked. From that side of the desk, I'm not a performing artist. I was never a uh, professional musician or anything like that. But uh, that and that is the fact that you wouldn't ask your plumber or your dentist or your accountant to work for nothing. But it's nothing for a club or a venue to go to an artist and expect them to come in and play for free. Or even pay to play. Or pay yeah. to play, exactly. And, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, from... From my perspective, this is flat out totally wrong. I mean, that is just exploitative to the worst. It's it's one of the worst facets of the industry. Uh, you know, talk about biting the hand that feeds you. It's Frank, it, it is bad. Go, another... go ahead, Frank. Uh, I was just going to say it is bad. I've I've experienced all those sides of those coins. <laughs> Uh, if you're in the business, you can't help. You're going to run across it one way or another and probably every which way. But uh, that's something, and I'm glad you were uh, open to discussing it because it is, it's a very important uh, uh, part of the business now. And, hey, let's face it, we're all about the music, and the music is the business. So without people like you, there's no music. And without music, a lot of us don't even have jobs. <laughs> Frank, we're going to move on to your <laughs> next cut here. Tell us about the tune called Hope. Hope, um, one of my favorite tracks came out this year, and um, one of my points was I wanted to release it for free, and I found out you can't actually release stuff for free on like iTunes and Amazon. And So if you guys want a free copy, you can go to cdbaby.com and search my name or search Frank Plangy Hope, and you guys will be able to download that for free. But it's it's a very positive song. It's got a very strong message to it, and when I was writing it, my dad was listening to like a demo version, and he he could hear that from that version. He's like, man, he goes, you gotta you gotta get back on the wheel here and, and get that out there and and just just get it out there to people. So I've well, been just go. emailing it and free, you know, it's free. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, there you go. That fits right in with one of the features I do on my Facebook site, and that's I will uh, I will post uh, free music where it's available and offered by the artist. I'll never ask the artist to, uh, to you know, 
play for free, but if an artist is going to post some free music, I'm going to pass it on to my listeners and followers. So uh, for all of you out there who uh, who are looking for a uh, free tune, here you go. Frank Palangi's Hope, we're going to play in just a couple of seconds. Uh, it's available free, as he just said. If you missed that, contact Frank, and he'll be happy to explain to you how you can get your own uh, free download of his release called Hope. Thank you very much, Frank, for joining us today. We'll look forward to having you back in the near future, especially when you can release that uh, that top-secret information of that project you're working on there. Oh, yeah. Looking forward to it, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you, Frank. Hey, we're looking forward to it, too, Frank. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Have a wonderful holiday, and we'll be talking to you soon. Meanwhile, listeners, here it is. This is Frank Palangi. It's called Hope.
Yes, indeed. That was uh, Frank Palangi, and his latest and newest single is called Hope. Had a great conversation with him, and we are looking forward to having him back on the show, especially when he is going to give us that newest, latest, and greatest announcement about this project that he is working on. Uh, Okay, David, take it away, sir. Well, thank you so much, John Bon Jovial, and for any listeners who uh, missed the cue on how to pick up some free music, score a free Frank Palangi single download. It's in our chat room. Uh, go in there. Frank has graciously posted the, the link for you. You can pick it up there and go get your free copy of Hope downloaded from CD Baby. Thank you again, John Bon Jovial. Thank you, Frank Palangi. I understand that our next guest. The lovely Angel Steele, rocker from the west, from the northwest of uh, the U.S., is standing by and ready to talk, and we'll be chatting with her right after we listen to Overcome.
well awake. That was, and this is, Angel Steele. Angel, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Doing just fine, thank you. Wow, that knocked our socks off and uh, definitely got our attention. You did some pretty good stuff there. How long have you been? Uh, how long have you been rocking like this? You know, my rock career has been great. You know, it's been over ten years now, and uh, but I feel it's kind of a change coming on. So I'm getting back to my roots and going with a, a southern rock outlaw country thing, and uh, you know where people they can still feel the music but they can also understand the lyrics and the message and the story I'm trying to tell. So that's what I'm at right now. Sounds good. It also sounds like a uh, a subtle little message that uh, maybe there's some new music coming. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, i got a lot of great things happening right now. Um, <clears throat> right now I'm managing Sarah Ann Garrison, and she's an amazing young artist. Um, she's well on her way to being the hottest new country star around. And so wow. we're currently in, in rehearsal right now. Um, my band, we're getting ready to get in the studio, record our new album, Southern Steel, and that'll be in a couple of months. And my band's also busy because they're the backing band for Sarah Ann. So we're going to get ready to record her new album, Cowboy Up. It's coming out the first part of 2015, and Sarah Ann's going to be touring with me. And I don't know, with this new genre change, I'll be able to play different parts of the U.S. I've, you know, I've always wanted to play, so it's an exciting new thing. It sounds exciting, and it sounds also kind of challenging now uh, for one artist to move, uh, you know, to, to play from genre to genre is one thing, but now you're telling me that your band, is, in addition to backing you, is also going to be doing the country. How how does that work, uh, taking a band that's played, uh, for example, uh, something like we just heard here with Overcome, and then switching over to country? Well, it's still going to have that southern rock edge, and... I have an amazing band, and I'm just adding a few members, and, uh, you know, we'll get that twang going. But it's still going to be rocking, don't get me wrong. Um, all my fans oh. are so great. <laughs> it sounds like we've got a uh, we've got a built-in uh, reason to keep in touch with you, both to uh, perhaps have you back in the near future and also have your uh, your protege there come back, come and join us and maybe introduce her on the show in the future, too. Oh, I'd appreciate that. She's amazing. Um, and, and to all my fans out there, they've been so supportive. You know, I'm getting even new fans that seem to be coming in every day. You know, thanks to them. I can't wait to see all of them when we, you know, we roll through their town. So a shout-out to my girl, Sarah Ann. You know, she. I'm just counting the days to get in the studio with her. So I can't wait until the rest of the world hears this girl. She's amazing. Well, we're definitely looking forward to hearing Sarah Ann in the near future, and I know our listeners around the world would love to hear it too. We've got uh, we've got a very heavy and hardcore uh, country and country rock audience in many parts of the world, including here in the U.S. I know uh, a lot of uh, Central Europe, uh, Germany, uh, and and going up into the Nordic countries. There's a very heavy uh, country following there as well. So uh, we're definitely looking forward to that. Now this track we just played was from your album The Brotherhood. The next one we're going to play in a few minutes is from uh, Fight Another Day. Tell us a little bit about the two albums. Well, the Brotherhood was written 
just the real me. Um, it was the album that I always wanted to make. It's just real, real people about, you know, real problems in the world and real issues that people have to deal with and just trying to get through it. Um, you know, with Overcome, it's, it doesn't matter how hard your life seems to be. <clears throat> somebody else, is, their, their life is worse. They're, they're, somebody else is going through a harder time than you, and you just have to keep that True in mind. True story. Yeah, so always try to think of the positive side, and, and you can make it through anything. And um, that's what, what that album's all about. Definitely a good thought to keep in mind. John Bon Jovial, would you like to jump in here? Uh, yeah, uh, actually, Angel, I just uh, I wanted to uh, find out what part of the uh, of the country is your strongest fan base right now, and 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 what kind of uh, you know thoughts do you have in mind to try to expand from there, and not only strengthen and bolster what you've already got, but to expand out into the rest of the country. Well, I believe that I have such my fans are pretty amazing. Um, they'll follow me. They've been following me for over 10 years, and like I said, new ones are added every day. But they know that I'm the type of person who tells it how it is, and if you don't like it, I'm sorry, but that's just who I am. And um, I don't pull punches, and I'm just a, a real kind of girl that wants to get a message out there that, you know, it's okay to be you and, and uh, you know, do what you love to do and follow your dreams and, and work hard and you'll get there and don't take any crap along the way. Well, you're in a you're in good company here today, uh, Angel, because we definitely have had our fill of PC and would love to go back to just being open and honest. I mean, let's face it, no matter what you do, you're going to offend somebody, and this PC stuff is really killing us, Bo. Uh, we can definitely appreciate uh, what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, you know, the, what, what, what made me chuckle was I was going to say, there's the T-shirt and the bumper sticker. Don't take any crap along the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There you go. <laughs> Maybe we should put that up on our gear along with their uh, along with our official TDB T-shirts. Uh, Nick the Geek, are you there, and do you have something you'd like to chime in with here? Can you hear me, Dave? Yeah, we got you. Fantastic. No, I just want to say that that was a, a hell of a track. The uh, the, the the guitars are, are fantastic. Was that uh, was that produced uh, in like your own uh, studio facility? Did you outsource that? Do you have a particular engineer that you prefer working with? Yeah, I've used the same producer, same engineer uh, for over ten years, and he gives me the sound that I want. And he knows exactly what I'm going for. So. Uh, kudos to him because I'm never going to change. <laughs> it, it definitely has an analog feel to it. it, it if uh, if, I, if I hadn't known uh, when the track was produced, I would have said it could have come out really any time. It's got that, that 80s or early 90s heavy rock feel to it. I dig it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got to keep it alive, man. Absolutely. <laughs> You're doing that. Well, you know, you're dealing with a, you're, you're dealing with two out of the three guys on this show. You're dealing with are are definitely uh, we're definitely analog. <laughs> Nick is probably the digital guy of the group. Oh, yeah. That's that's a fair statement. Well, they, they, they both have their place, but there's a, there's a lot to be said for the analog recordings and the and the feel of them. And uh, I think you know. You have to take advantage of new technology. It's a waste if you don't. But by the same token, there is still a place for analog, and I'm glad the I'm glad to see that so many artists are not abandoning analog. It's it's good to keep it up. Angel, what have you got coming up that you'd like to promote? This is the part where you can be blatantly self-promotive. <laughs> well, literally, this has all been about this new Southern Steel album. It's been a couple months of writing and, and just working on that. 
2015 is going to be a busy year. You know, Sarah Ann and I will be out touring, and we're going to be all over the country. And we just want everybody to come out. Just because I'm changing from rock over to a southern rock outlaw thing, I'm not losing the leather. I'm not losing the chrome. It's still going to be a rocking show, especially with two hot chicks out there. So everybody needs to show up. Damn, you're right about that. I, uh, I'm i sorry you're not playing over on the other coast, too, because the rest of the country would probably like to see your show as well. It's uh, it's going to be quite an experience because you're going to cover so much in the way of music. Uh, and from what I've seen and heard and what you've said, you're you're able to do this without losing part of your audience, and that's the important thing. I've always loved artists who can cross genres. Now, a lot of them will go and try it uh, for, you know, to be exploitative or for commercial reasons, but artists who can genuinely bridge the gap and cross from one genre to another, uh, it always impressed me, and I've always liked them. And you're apparently doing this, and your shows will definitely be doing it. You're going from virtual heavy metal uh, to to southern rock to uh, country on the same show. That would be definitely worth the price of admission. <laughs> I'll come out there, get a CD. <clears throat> I try to, you know, shake the hand of every person that I can. Um, always after the shows, I'm down down with the fans. Um, if they weren't there, I wouldn't be there. So thank you to them. And and, uh, and I do have an award I want to give out. Fantastic. My next question. Go for it. What's your award? <laughs> okay, so my award goes <clears throat> out to Angela Garrison, who is Sarah Ann's mother, for all the work, running around, gigs, shows, everything she does for Sarah Ann. So my award is the hardest work in mom and country music. <laughs> Fantastic, and congratulations to her, and thank you for the award. Tell the folks now how they can find out more about your, your website, uh, where they can pick up your music, all the important stuff. They literally only need to go to one place, angelsteelrocks.com. And then they can hit Facebook, Twitter, the, any anything they want to do. I have a whole playlist there of all the all all my music, and uh, yeah, come on by. Definitely, and I always encourage our listeners do go to these artists' websites, click on them, follow them, like them on Facebook, let them know that you appreciate what they're doing. Because while it that in itself doesn't pay them for their efforts, it is one of the important things to let them know that you're there, you're behind them, and you support them and their music, because as we say all the time, it is all about the music. Now, tell us about the track we're going to be playing here in just a couple of minutes from the uh, CD Fight Another Day. It's called The One. The One is a very personal song for me. Um, I wrote that about... For those people who are who have found the love of their life, who it doesn't matter what you go through on a daily basis, it doesn't matter what shit you have to deal with, at the end of the day, you're together, that's what matters. It doesn't matter about fights, it doesn't matter about anything else. You love each other, that's the way it is. They're yeah, absolutely. I like that, I like that. That That's just a wonderful theme. That's That pretty much says it all. Yeah. The lady has her head on straight. There's no question about that. <laughs> now, what's so. your uh, b before we go to that track, Angel? What's the road look like for you in the next few months? Uh, you doing some play dates? You doing some touring? Actually, I am not doing any dates. I have completely shut it out so we can get this album done. 
we got to work on this one, then we go in to do Cowboy Up for Sarah Ann, and, and then we're going to hit the road and, 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 and tour as much as possible 2015 so everybody can hear it. Absolutely. Well, now, that brings become, up... Yeah, uh, it, I was just going to say, if you're coming you down to South Florida, you got to let us know. Oh, absolutely. And if you want us to play and in your town, please, you know, become a friend. Be Go to Facebook, go to Twitter, just let us know where you want us to play. Will do. There you go. And that does bring up a couple of more quick questions for you, Angel. One, uh, do you have any estimate of release date for your uh, for your new album? Well, I can't say exact. I'm I'm gonna right around January, February. Okay, and then you would. Uh, <laughs> you just have you're to stay take... tuned and stay tuned to the website. We'll have all schedule up there. Definitely, and you probably what? You're probably going to hit the road in uh, March or April. Absolutely. Great. Do you have any uh, any dates scheduled yet? Do you know where you're going to be playing next year? Any any place? You know, until everything is <laughs> until all the eyes no, are dotted and crossed. Can... Yeah. Um, gotcha. I have full focus on just the album right now. So I take I let everybody else in my team take care of logistics. I I just go where they tell me to go. So. <laughs> Leave that up to them well, so fantastic. I can do the writing. So. Fantastic. And they can follow you at angelsteelrocks.com. And, uh, of course, Twitter, Facebook. Follow her, like her, check out her music, and message her also, because she does answer her messages, as does Frank Palangi. Uh, a lot of the artists are learning that you got to interact with these uh, with your fans now. You can't just go post up some stuff and uh, expect it to do you a lot of good. Angel, thank you so much for coming and joining us today. I know you have something that you have to get off to, so we uh, do appreciate you coming in and spending the time with us today. We look forward to having you and your protege back sometime early next year. Sounds great. Thanks for having me, guys. Fantastic. Thank yeah. you, Angel. This is Angel Steele. It's called The One. Thank you. 
fantastic Angel Steele, and we thank her so much for joining us today. Angel Steele from out on the West Coast. She's going to be doing some hot new stuff, and I can't wait to hear the uh, her, her Southern rock that she's going to be, some outlaw rock that she's going to be doing here in the near future. And, of course, her new protege with the country music, John Bon Jovial. Yes, sir. There you are. <laughs> What have you got for us? Yes, here I are, uh, David. We need to interrupt the show for just a second to let you know that uh, that we're 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 hacking into the show. Oh no, we're being That's hacked. Yes, yes, we're being oh, hacked. Hack. We're hacking ourselves. Actually, it's just a cute little uh, hook, if you will, to let you know that there are some you know incredibly major threats out there to yourself, your personal safety, your family security, uh, and of course, uh, the state of your computer. And we're talking about viruses and computer hackers and ne'er-do-wells and just real sons of bitches out there that want to make your life absolutely friggin' miserable. Uh, A lot of people are dedicated to hacking. Uh, Their sole aim is to screw you up. And if you're not careful and maintain a high level of passwords and security on your computer, then it's going to happen to you. You will get hacked. It's not that you can, but you will. And, uh, you know, there's, there's really something that you can do about it. The best tool that you have in defense of these ne'er-do-wells is that round thing that sits on your shoulders. If it sounds too good to be true, it is. Do not click on it. However, if you do happen to get hacked, if your computer does get infected, you are a victim of ransomware. And by ransomware, people are demanding money. That's what we mean is they're demanding money to um, unlock your computer. It's a hoax. Uh, don't fall into it. Uh, call the professionals at Computer Help USA. And their phone number is uh, area code 239 596 6112, or you can find them on the web at www.comphelpusa.com, or of course on Facebook uh, and Twitter. Uh, but Computer Help USA uh, can help you either here locally in Naples, Florida, or uh, we can access your computer remotely via the internet and help you with your problems. Whether it's a bug, ransomware, the latest virus, your system just isn't running as it should. Uh, in many cases, we can fix your problem remotely. Uh, there's no dragging your device to the office or waiting for a tech to come to your place if that's the way you want to do it. Secure online support, Computer Help USA, online at comphelpusa.com. That's C O M P H E L P USA.com. Help is our middle name. Thank you so much. And uh, to answer a question that we get uh, frequently uh, from our website and also in the email, uh, if you or uh, you know someone who is looking to advertise on the show, it's really not a complicated process. Again, that uh, email address is david at the davidbowers.com. I keep it simple so even I can remember it. If you have a question about advertising on the show, we can create a program to fit any budget. Drop us a line, and our advertising reps will be in touch with you. That's david at the davidbowers.com. It's a tough one, so... Uh, uh, you, you might want to write it down so you don't forget it. Meanwhile, moving right along, we've got another award right now, and then we have a special guest with a very special report. But first, another The David Bowers Awards Award. <laughs> Bum, bum, bum. 
Yeah, I think they had to stop and take a breath for that. I love that. that that's just so <laughs> silly. It's cute. <laughs> Listen, yeah, our feelings here are pretty lame. <laughs> our feelings here about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame are pretty well known. And we've ripped them in the past for their uh, faulty, self-serving voting and induction processes. But we acknowledge good things, too. And in this case, they did a good thing. One of their best was the recent Everly Brothers tribute concert, which was carried live online and replayed on Yahoo. This was an awesome show featuring an all-star lineup of talent doing classic Everly songs, honoring the Everly Brothers, and especially nice to see that Don Everly was present to be a part of the tribute and join in the all-star jam at the close of the concert. It was a great show. It was great to hear him lend his voice to the encore performance of Bye Bye Love. If you missed it, look for it on Yahoo Concerts or watch for the DVD. This is one time the Rock Hall of Fame did it right. And for that, we give the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame the David Bowers Award. John Bon Jovial? Yes, sir. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just you're getting a kick out of throwing you today. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> you're doing a good job of that. And, uh, we, have a, uh, we have a guest standing by, I think, right? Uh, yes, we do. Uh, this is actually a guy that's been a friend of the show for a long time, and uh, we've made uh, guest appearances on his show as well, a uh, gentleman from New York. And, uh, David, I'm going to let you fill us in as to who this uh, nefarious, uh, well, no, I shouldn't say nefarious, how this good guy <laughs> gentleman is. Well, you know, I've, I've heard him called a lot of things, both uh, in conversation and when I was guesting on his show. I'm not sure gentleman was one of the more frequent ones. But anyway, from the Big Apple, our man in the Big Apple, Ryan Holmes, the host of Blazin' Rye Radio right here on Blog Talk Radio. If you're interested in entertainment celebrity news from New York City, he's your guy. Check him out, Blazin' Rye Radio. Welcome, everyone. Ryan Holmes. Ryan, come on, boy. Hello. Hello, Dave. Hello, John. Good to be with you guys. And don't forget Nick, well, what, what made, no, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He says it's good to be with us. What, what makes him think that it's good for us to be with him? <laughs> come on yeah, now, come on. we gotta. You know, we we gotta be politically correct, guy. I mean, come on. No, I'm a nefarious yeah. ne'er do well. I've heard you called that. Well, you know, I'm also thinking about adding a southern twang to change things up for my uh, show as well. Hey, there you go. You could do a and uh, wear a leather jacket. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ryan, you've got a uh, special report for us today. Tell us uh, briefly what you've got here. Yes, so uh, I have uh, a few things to discuss with you today, David. Um, just this past Tuesday morning in uh, Williamsburg, Brooklyn, it's the cool hip uh, part of uh, Brooklyn, in case you guys didn't know, rapper Freddie Gibbs was shooting a music video at uh, the venue and record shop Rough Trade NYC, when an unidentified man shot two members of Gibbs' entourage. Gibbs alleges whoever it was was trying to kill him simply because he's Freddie Gibbs. Rumors abound that after Freddie said something not so nice about dipset rapper Jim Jones, Jones could have been behind the shootings. Previous Blaze and Rye radio interviews with hip-hop producer Jojo Capone would indicate Jones has a history of violent scare tactics, though Capone says he and Jones are cool now. 
Both injured parties are expected to recover. But, David, that did not deter me from heading to that same exact venue two days later where where that shooting took place to see Nick Jonas's solo concert Thursday night. This came at the end of a three-night sold-out New York City mini-tour. After dealing with most of his fans, though, I may have preferred to be there the day of the shooting. However, Nick Jonas, now a full-grown man, sounded great, plowed through several tracks from his new record as well as a stellar cover of Crazy by Gnarls Barkley. Dressed in all black a la Johnny Cash, he had an intoxicating command over the crowd, which leads me to believe his self-titled record that comes out Tuesday will do just fine and probably win over a few non-teeny boppers with his new Coors Light guzzling F-bomb dropping adult image. No more purity <laughs> ring for this show, bro. And David, I went, to, I went to a wedding about two months ago in Chautauqua, New York. Uh, if you ever have the chance to uh, take the drive from Brooklyn to, Ch- to, to Chautauqua, don't. The one friend that I made there, though, <laughs> Rory Max Kaplan, just happened to be making his Broadway debut in the Four Seasons musical Jersey Boys shortly thereafter. I decided to take my cheap ass over to the theater during my lunch break and try to con my way into a cheap student ticket. And luckily, the man at the box office joked about how I ought to get my student ID updated because they're not going to recognize me over there and sold me the $27 ticket anyway. Unfortunately, when I got to the theater, I was seated next to a crazy old bat who had seen the show 12 times and nearly had a heart attack when she was informed the understudy would go on for Frankie Valley that night. And I shit you not, David and John, in a 10-minute freakout, this woman goes, Usher, Frankie Valley's not on tonight. Who's, who's this guy? Is he good? And she then called her daughter to complain that Frankie Valley wasn't on. She behaved as if the guy who typically plays Frankie Valley on Broadway is the real Frankie Valley. But what a, what a show that would be if he stepped in. I'm going to throw that out there right now on your program. The man himself should just do the Broadway show for a while, a night, a week. Imagine the cash flow that would generate on Broadway. That would be awesome. Yes, that would be awesome. Would it not? It sounds, yes. it, it sounds to me like it's the Broadway version of Norman Bates and his mother. <laughs> <laughs> now, that is the first time I've heard Rye called Norman Bates. <laughs> well, it's not the first time I've heard it. Anyway, Jersey ah. Boys is a solid show with a great cast and very nearly makes you believe that you are watching and rooting for the actual four seasons. It did not make me want to go back 12 times, but I guess that's what makes horse races. And the understudy was just fine, sublime even. He was very good. Speaking of connecting classic music from last century to the Broadway stage this century and after the huge success of Motown the Musical, which opened in 2013, the Motor City Sound will continue its groovy tenure on the Great White Way for a week over the holidays when the Temptations and Four Tops come to town. The show is a hybrid retrospective and celebration and will open December 29th at the Palace Theater. Incidentally, where Holler If You Hear Me, the uh, Tupac musical, just opened and closed within the same week. And I'll give you extra points if you can spot the one last living temptation and the last living top, which, by the way, is my nickname at some of the bars I go to in New York. And finally, David, I knew I had to do something special for your show. This marked the 34th anniversary of New York City's CMJ Music Marathon, the world's largest festival for emerging music. So a few Sundays ago, I went over to Cyber PR's CMJ Rap Party in Park Slope, Brooklyn, and did a marathon of interviews from, like, noon to 6 that day, interview after interview, 
And in this piece that I've compiled for your audience's listening pleasure, you'll hear highlights from my interviews with bands Oxford and Company, The Cabana Kids, Like Swimming, Antigone Rising, and singer-songwriter Carl S. Williams. You'll even hear a few incredible live performances. And David, when you're ready, go ahead and roll them. Absolutely. So, listeners, here's a special exclusive treat for you from Ryan Holmes, Blazing Rye Radio, the CMJ coverage from New York City. And here we go. How has CMJ been? Uh, we arrived at about 2, 2, 2.30 or something, uh, and then we played a show um, in this kind of cool little clothing store on, uh, on the Lower East Side. And, uh, you know, I think we were just buzzed and... You know, yeah, it worked out well. Uh, I mean, it was it was only it, well, probably only thirty people in the room at the time when we started. And there were some other bands playing, and as we started playing, early sirens coming from around the place, and sort of looking around as we're playing, trying to stay focused, and then all these fire engines sort of turn up and park right out the front of the clothing store, and create this sort of scene as we're still playing. But it was actually amazing. It started bringing people from all over the place to come and have a look at this scene, and then there we are playing. Our music in this tiny little store, and all of a sudden we had a great, you know, strong, packed out crowd to to watch our very first up and dubbing at the zombie show because we were so tired. So essentially, somebody may have died so that you guys could live. And that's true, and it's a sacrifice that needed to be made. (laughs) Was it Ebola related? I I believe so. Uh, Everything is everything. (laughs) (laughs) You watch the news, apparently. I'm here with the Cabana Kids. Uh, whose new EP is called The Birds and the Bees. It's nice to like put on like a record and yeah. hear, hear the needle drop and hear that little crackle, you know? Yeah. It's like everything's like, oh, I'll just download this one song, this one. Here, just drop a nice record, sit back and enjoy the moment, you know? Yeah. That's, what, that's what it used to be and that's, and there's a reason that was good and it's coming back to it. The pendulum always swings back. That's I'm here with Carl S. Williams. Give your name a car.
So I'm sitting here with Antigone Rising. I heard that you guys have a special name for your event. Our van? Yeah, for your van. What, what's the name of your van? Vanna White. And how many people have been inside Vanna White? Well, wait, 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 oh, yeah. wait. What happened <laughs> inside Vanna? That's a great question. How many people have been inside Vanna White is the question. Legally, you can't fit more than 15. <laughs> At once. And we're sticking That's a lot to of it. people. Yeah. Sticking to it. In the course of her life, though. Um, in 2000, you guys did a, like a Kickstarter before Kickstarter was even a thing. That's how right. did you how did you know to do that at the time? Uh, desperation. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> creativity. Kristen, you on uh, April 8, 2013, you and your wife Sarah were on the cover of Time magazine uh, for the gay marriage already won issue. Yeah. Tell me about that. We would get tapped a lot to go out and do media appearances for uh, marriage equality in New York State. So when the Time Magazine cover came up, they were calling in, I guess, different couples from around the area to come in and pose for the cover. And we ended up on the cover of Time Magazine. It was steamy. Uh, long ago in a galaxy far away, 
uh, and then I did the uh, old DJ convention in Nashville, mm-hmm. and I was up there for four days doing uh, these types of interviews, and uh, I got back home. I was a total zombie from lack <laughs> of sleep, but uh, I can identify readily with what it what it was like for you uh, pushing sure. through all those interviews. It's, uh, sure. And uh, again, I thank you so much. My apologies. I should be honest with the audience and uh, and you that uh, it's uh, my fault you actually haven't been on here sooner. I've been meaning to get you on, and for some reason the pieces just never fell into place before now. Now that we've broken the ice, we're going to invite you back again for certain, if that works oh, for absolutely. you. Anytime, uh, anytime. It's always a pleasure to, to join you guys. Uh, it's, it's always great to have you on my show. Uh, you've, you've come through a lot at the last minute for us, so, so anything for you guys. Absolutely appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Holmes, Blazing Rye Radio. You can find him here on Block Talk Radio. Check him out on Facebook and Twitter. Follow, like, all that good stuff. And uh, check out check out his work because he uh, he brings out some great stuff. Uh, I've been on the show a few times, and uh, it's always a lot of fun. Check him out, Ryan Holmes, Blazing Rye Radio on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you so much, Rye. John Bon Jovial, what's happening? Well, we've got uh, next up. We've got the Canadian Rockers. They shocked the world with a unique way to release a new song, and it's just one of those things. You know, you had to be there. That was a Queen! 
And there you have it. One Soul Thrust is the name of the band. A great bunch from up north of the border, up Canada Way, and we're going to bring them on right now. Welcome aboard, One Soul Thrust. How are you doing? Hey, we're well. You've got Salem here. I'm the singer-songwriter, and uh, in a few minutes we can bring Jag on if you like to talk a little more technical, but we're great. How are you? Fantastic, doing very well, and so happy to have you on board today. It's always wonderful to uh, talk to some of the artists from outside the U.S. as well. And uh, you guys have uh, you guys have done some really good stuff. And the one point I wanted to get to, and John alluded to it very subtly there uh, on the introduction, uh, that you had a one heck of a unique way to release a new song, and uh, it was a case of. You had to be there. Tell us about that. <laughs> well, David, it was um, a song called Sacrifice, and we released it on a station out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, called CHRY. There's a, a rock show out there that's unique, actually unique to the country, maybe unique to the continent, called The Rush. And the DJ's a big fan, and he continues to play us and you know, asks for our participation in what he's doing and we love him we support him so he wanted um, a special show for their fundraising week and uh, we had this song and the idea just popped into my head to just let's give it to them the song's called sacrifice it's about a fundraiser and let's play it once and let's never play it again let's not sell it let's not do anything with it and, you know, the irony was the amount of traction we got from doing that was uh, kind of laughable. You know, <laughs> you have all this material that's widely available, and people are at times ignoring it, you know, at other times not, thank heaven. And then you have this song, and, pe- and people are, yeah, exactly, people are saying, oh, wow, you know. In fact, he emailed us afterwards and said, you know, I had a lot of feedback. People would really like to hear that song again. <laughs> and so, you know, it's uh, it, it was fun. <laughs> it's a Absolutely. lot of work to that, record it, you know. Right. Well, is that was something actually, that you have ruled out. Is this something that you've ruled out from ever playing again anywhere, anytime? Well, we suggested to him. He's after us to come down to Toronto and uh, play a live show, headline a, a live show for for his show. And you know, at the time when we did this, we we said at some point we may actually perform the song live if enough people were interested in it. But it was a song that was uh, scheduled for our third album, our upcoming album. We have two out. And we just decided to take it off that roster and do this with it and just say that's it. Either you tune into this radio show or you don't hear it. So, you know, what can you do? I mean, if friends and fans come forward and say, look, I heard that, I loved it, and that's what we've heard so far. I don't know. David, people love what they can't have. So... (laughs) Yes, and that's so, true. You know, but then, 
thing, things always change. I mean, how many acts have gone on their farewell tours and ten years later come back and on a reunion tour or something? So I guess uh, I guess James Bond was right. Uh, never say never. Yes, I think he was. You know, and <laughs> was shaken but, but not that was stirred. A- Exactly. That was one heck of a unique way of releasing a uh, tune, and actually that was what uh, caught my attention to you guys, uh, was when I saw that, I said, you've got to be kidding me, but as uh, one, of, one, of your, uh, one of your guys explained to me uh, in the days leading up to us putting this show together, uh, it actually has a uh, logical strain to it in that uh, the explanation being, of course, Whenever you see a live show, whether it's a, uh, a a music event, a Broadway play, whatever, when you see a live show, it is a one-off. Even if the act does whatever they did again, it's never the same as that one time. Every performance is a one-off. So in that in that respect, uh, this actually makes a lot of sense. But it is it's a it's a tremendously unique way to release a song. But more importantly, I think it's a very unique and obviously effective uh, way to draw attention to your group. Well, thank you. Uh, and you're right. Basically, I think that's why people are calling it a performance art rock piece, because exactly. it is similar to to what you just said. And and that's what happens. I mean, that is the beauty of a live performance. I'm sure that's what we all love about seeing an artist live is the fact that it's going to be totally different than what we hear on any of the recordings. And it's going to be in the moment, and you're going to not only see but feel the uh, the eye contact and the energy passing between the musicians, and something totally different is going to come out, uh, even though it's the same song. Oh, exactly. Song, you know. Exactly. That's well. That's that's the thing with the live performance: the electricity, the feel of the moment, the feeding of the artist off of the audience, and the audience off the artist. Uh, that's what makes a live performance. And even even when you get live performance recordings, which thankfully in our lifetime. People realized that there was a there was a place and market for that type of uh, recording. Even when you do it, you're never going to get the feel that you get from actually being there. Yeah, yeah, and I uh, I don't know if uh, YouTube and all of the various video sites are supporting that concept. I think people need to get out and see live music more than we actually do. Other side of that, I know people who say I simply can't afford the tickets for the big artists because they're undeniably grossly expensive so you know the good thing is for unknown artists well the tickets are cheaper so you know head out exactly. an unknown band, yeah. you know exactly and we've had uh you know you know if you're online which everybody is now uh you see the uh the constant postings uh from one side you know support live music get out locally and see your live bands your live acts in your area and support them and then you get the other side where they're saying that uh you know they're they're not getting the support that they need and everything and there, there was a bottom line that was brought up on one of our earlier shows and I, at this point i don't even remember who brought it up but the bottom line was a lot of it goes back to the artists themselves if you get out there and consistently, not just one live show, but if you consistently get out there at your venues and give the people a reason to want to come and see you, you get a lot better chance of building an actual active following. 
Oh, absolutely. I, you know, that's a story as old as time. I don't think that one will ever change. Um, I, I believe, are you in Nashville, David? No, no, I'm uh, I'm actually uh, all around the country. <laughs> I've been based out of oh, okay. Florida for the last year or so. Oh, well, great. Love it. The ocean. Um, I'm just thinking uh, because I have a, a mentor and a really good friend and, and compatriot in Nashville. And so, you know, that scene is kind of close to my mind a lot of times. And I think of the amount of venues and the amount of support for music on all levels in a city like that. And then I look at uh, some of the smaller cities up here, say, in Canada, and uh, how an artist has a lot of trouble actually getting a paying gig. In fact, the last big gig we were offered at the biggest rock club here in town was uh, an organization that uh, calls itself Event Specialists, and uh, they basically want all the acts, to, and some of us are recording acts, some of us are newer acts, not yet recording, to play for free. And yeah, and we just not only that. that last... Yeah, 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 I, I'm afraid I missed that. Um but I think it's, that's in everybody's consciousness. Uh, not only that, they want us to sell our own tickets and get out and do the publicity. And, you know, you talk about the David Bowers Awards, giving awards. Well, I'll give a, I, get, I could give a lot of awards. I could talk probably for, you know, about a week on that. But in terms of the industry, I will give kudos to artists who are, are focusing on music because that is our job. If we're out there pounding the pavement, selling tickets, putting out broadsheets and one sheets and, and putting up posters and, and doing the work of agents, managers, and publicists, when are we going to make music? Oh, absolutely. And you can turn that paradigm around the other way, too, and look at it from the artist standpoint. These clubs are saying, and we discussed this earlier on the show with Frank Palangi, uh the clubs that either want you to play for free or even effectively pay to play their clubs, uh, and they, they give you these things like, you know, if you draw this many people, you'll get so much or whatever. Turn it around the other way, too, because let's face it, the artists have talent they're putting in their time and effort and they can look at it easily from the standpoint of what has your club got to offer me why do i want to play your venue if you're not putting people in the place why would i consider playing there so it's there's like every argument there's two sides and i i think it's important for artists to remember that uh, even in this day and age of the dearth the shortage of good live venues, and it seems like uh, a lot of them are folding day after day. Uh, even with the shortage of good live venues, uh, you got to maintain a certain degree of integrity yourself because if you start going out and playing for free, uh, there's not really an end to that because if you do it for one place, every place is going to expect you to do that. Absolutely. Plus the fact and that you, you, know, you, you lose out on being incentivized also when you have to you know, when when something like that happens. You know, I I have a, Salem, I've got a question for you. This, this is John. Um, okay. The, uh, now, I don't know if they still do it, but years ago, the CRC, the Canadian Radio Commission, used to require a certain percentage of Canadian content on their radio stations, which I can see would be a huge advantage for, uh, you know, a Canadian indie such as yourself. Uh, is that still done, and have you been able to take advantage of that? Uh, CanCon, that's what you're talking about, Canadian content. Absolutely, it still exists. And it's um, a double-edged sword. It's wonderful. However, the broadcasters get around it by playing already well-known Canadian artists. 
So you'll get a dearth of some of the early successful artists from the, well, of course, we go far back to songwriters like Gordon Lightfoot, um, into the 80s, artists like Brian Adams, into the 90s, artists like Nickelback in country, artists like Shania Twain, <laughs> Do I Need to Go On, Celine Dion, um, right, right, you know, right. all, all fine artists, these people in their own right. That's generally how they get around it. So you don't get a lot of traction if you're a new artist from traditional radio with CanCon. And there's a lot of that going on in this country, too, and we don't have our uh, equivalent to CamCon, uh, CamCon, but uh, it's increasing. As a matter of fact, that was one of the things that uh, led John Bon Jovial and I to creating this show was the fact of the uh, that it is so hard for upcoming artists to actually get uh, radio play at any level, and uh, it's one of the uh, one of the things that I think the internet can really exploit, if you want to use that term, uh, to actually fill the gap because commercial radio has become uh, it's become a corporate structure and you've got to you've got they've got to want you or you're never going to see the light of day it's it's true the music exists on corporate radio to sell advertising exactly it's an it's an adjunct to to their uh, to their supporters basically the yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's gotten to the point now with commercial or terrestrial radio in this country that you know we interrupt we interrupt this music to bring you some commercials i mean you're right it is a <laughs> medium by which to to sell advertising it always has been it's always been that way from time immemorial till you know when the, when one of the first i think it was KYW in Philadelphia went on the air back in the uh, 19 what 1918 or 1919 that uh it you know the the main thing has always been to get revenue through advertising but back then what got the advertising what got the revenue it was concentrating on the content that was played and that has uh, those uh, priorities yeah, and- have Done a complete and, 180 in, you know, in, in all this time. And radio, as yeah, it was originally set up, was designed to be a public service. It was designed to serve the local community. It was never it meant to be a corporate tool to sell a product. And uh, we have strayed so far from that that uh, that's a totally unrealistic concept today. The sad part is I think the commercial enterprises have uh, – I think they've killed the golden goose. Uh, commercial broadcast radio is on its last legs. It's dying because now technology has moved to the point where people do have other alternatives, especially uh, Internet radio where they can pick and choose. If they don't like the music you play, they'll just find somebody else that does, and you don't have the commercial content. Even our show, we have one or two 60-second commercials in the show, and that's it. You're not constantly being bombarded with this brainwashing to buy, buy, buy. Yeah, absolutely. It's not not like we don't want more advertisers on the show. Of course we do, but we have to space it out, and we have to be uh, aware that why is the listener tuning in? The listener is not tuning in to hear about a computer store or about a T-shirt or about a Ford dealer. The, the, The listener is tuning in to hear people like you. And, and and people like uh, uh, our you know our first guest Frank Palangi and uh, and 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 uh, Ryan Holmes who we had on just a few minutes ago, that's why they're tuning in for for the content, not 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 the shtick, not the spiel. Well, and I'd say radio is indicative of the corporatization of the entire world. 
uh, we released a song not that long ago called Shimmering Wind that's about what corporate greed is doing to the world. And, you know, oh, you go in, yeah, you look at... Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. You, 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 you got on a good roll there. <laughs> well, you look at the Occupy movement. You look at. Uh, I read a, an article yesterday that said that 85 people in the world have as much money as everyone else in the world. And I, I, I think about this incredible inequity. And That's so it's no scary. surprise. It, it is. It is frightening. And I would say our job as artists. Yeah, our our jobs are to raise awareness of these things, to get people thinking and talking about them. On the other side of that, our job is to entertain people and make them forget for a few minutes or an hour or an hour and a half or whatever it is. So, you know, it's uh, we have to, to ride both ponies, so to speak. But I'm not surprised that radio has gone that way because it seems like so many other parts of our lives have gone that way. You know, Big Brother right there. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Well, you know, Dave sent me uh, Dave sent me an interesting uh, link a few days back uh, because you know he and I have both been in radio for forty plus years, and wow. he uh, well yeah I mean <laughs> it was a wild ride. Some addictions I tell you. you don't get over. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. There's some addictions you don't get over, but uh, you know, back in uh, before everything was deregulated in the 1980s, uh, there were about 4,000 commercial radio stations in the United States. I don't know how many were in Canada, but the number was about 4,000 in the United States. Uh, and today, uh, with the relaxation of, du- of the duopoly rules and uh, the complete deregulation of uh, just about every aspect of what you can do with radio, uh, there are about... I think of the last number I saw, there were about eighteen or nineteen thousand radio stations. Now, the amount of uh, of, of real revenue, taking into account con- uh, inflation, uh, has only in all this time increased about fifteen percent. So now you've got all these radio stations out there. There's the top tier, the eighty-five that you, that number that you mentioned earlier. So let's have the the equivalent of the eighty-five radio stations that are getting the lion's share of the money, and then you got everybody else whoring themselves at a dollar a hauler, so to speak, to try to make ends meet. This article that David sent me the other day basically says, "What was the year, David? By 2021." Half the radio stations in the United States will go dark. They will simply cease to exist and go out of business because of the way technology is. And that is in large part due to the deregulation of the industry. And that's when everything, when that happened, that was the death knell for radio as we knew it and loved it. Wow. That's something to think about. Mm-hmm. Isn't up, it? I yeah. don't know about down yeah. there, but up up here they've deregulated the energy industry, and in a, a climate that gets pretty darn cold in the winter, we have people who cannot rumors. afford to pay their bills. Yeah. Yeah. So again, well, we're back having to the corporate greed. Yeah, we're really. having that too, especially especially across the North Country and in the uh, well, the ones that are adjacent to you, of course, and in the uh, in the hardest hit, the Rust Belt areas, uh, Detroit is uh, notorious. They're having major problems there with uh, people having their water and power shut off and the Northeast, uh, New York, New England, that area. So, uh, yeah, we have that same problem here, too. Uh, It's it's not getting better. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the thing is, sustainable energy is achievable. 
It can be done. Yeah. So have you ever thought of the... writing any writing any music in that regards, or uh, writing uh, lyrics to you know to uh, convey that message? I think that that message is conveyed in a lot of what I write. There's a a certain underlying message about yeah, the world may be a mess. However, there's always a turnaround. It's usually in the bridge that there's hope. Okay, now I'm going to ask a question here out of yeah. I'm going to ask a question out of ignorance because you know we're getting (laughs) pretty close to the to the end time here. But I'm looking at the title of your yeah. I'm looking at the uh, the 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 second uh, the the second song that we're going to play, which the title is so numb. Is is that? And and again, I ask ask strictly out of ignorance because on this particular song, I didn't have a chance to do my homework and listen to it. Uh, is is does is this? Because of the title of the song, is is this something that you are getting at, or is am I completely off base and 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 it's off on uh, some uh, other completely different tangent? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, I will say that if you have the original file sent to you, it is so numb. If you have one of the files sent to you yesterday, it's a song called "We Got a Change," which is about everything we've just been talking about. But I will <laughs> speak to so numb. So numb is actually about domestic violence. Okay. Okay, it's, well, uh, my, my apologies for not listening to it hey, uh, ahead no of time. Worries. I listened to just about everything else, but we just ran out of time before the uh, beginning of the show. And, and uh, you know, with the other business uh, businesses that we have, it just kept us so preoccupied all week long. Yeah, uh, no you worries. Just too busy I, you guys are football. likely busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Salem, tell us. Let, let's get let's get back to the band itself now. Tell us about the origin of the band, the development, and how y'all got to where you are today. All right. Uh, well, I've been a musician my whole life. My parents uh, were professional musicians. My mother was also an agent, a fairly big country agent in this country, like country music. Um, Jag also, uh, Jag is our guitarist and our recording engineer, our resident genius, has been a musician his whole life. His, he and his brother are the two Mollerup brothers. They're, the, the name is somewhat known in Canada. His brother is a well-known jazz and classical bassist. Todd, our drummer, Todd Pretty, and we are the core of the band. We work with Anna Portalupi, who's a very, very well-known Italian-European bassist, but Anna also has you know other things she does. But the core of the band, uh, we've been together for about six years, we were uh, we had another name prior to that. Todd joined that other project. I knew that project wasn't musically what I needed to do. I am the main writer in the band, and uh, she who must be obeyed—that's what they call me. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, so one day, <laughs> one day I was walking down the hall in the studio, and the name One Soul Thrust came to me, and I went, "That is the new project." So I contacted the guys and said, "Look, this is." This is where it's going. Are you with me? And yes, they were with me. So that was the origin and the inception of One Soul Thrust. Fantastic. And before we run out of time here, I really want to give is. Before we run out of thank you, John. Before we run out of time here, I do want to give you a chance because part of this is your stage. Our show is your stage. This is where you can be blatantly self-promoting. Go ahead, tell everybody how they can follow you, how they can get in touch with you, how they can find out what's going on with One Soul Thrust. All right, we'll go to our website, onesoulthrust.com. That's where we like to keep people up to date. You can actually sign up for our, our newsletter on there. 
You can also go to Reverb Nation. So it's just everybody knows Reverb Nation slash One Soul Thrust. You can sign up for our newsletter there. You can find us on Twitter. You can talk to us on Twitter. We like Twitter. We don't really like Facebook. We we think it's uh, somewhat absurd, but we do have an, uh, a Facebook <laughs> page, so you can find us on there. We do. I'm not going to lie. I think Facebook's totally on its way out, but I do love Twitter because that's the place people, that's the place intelligent people connect. Not well, not that there aren't intelligent people on Facebook, but so yeah, find us on Twitter or through our website. And one of these days we'll have to have a uh, discussion, John, on uh, on social media and the merits of the different services. I found uh, I found Facebook to be uh, good for longer conversations and getting into detailed discussions. Uh, Twitter is by far the better for meeting and making new contacts, and be, well, because Facebook limits. You know, they limit how many friends you can have. They limit who you can ask, and uh, they're even capping the number of people you can reach among the friends you already have. So it, she's right; it is a little bit absurd. Excellent observation, Salem. Got to get to your Thanks. next set. Tell yeah. us. Oh, go ahead. Go I didn't ahead. want to interrupt you. I, I was, was just going to say, say face, you are... Facebook is one of those mighty corporations we were just talking about. That's what Facebook is. Yes. It has become that's that. That's what they've become. And, uh, yeah, that's what they've become. They, they have, uh, as much as admitted in in open uh, press conferences, when people have asked them about problems or customer complaints, uh, their answer has been, we don't worry about it, they'll get over it. And people will mm-hmm. get over it until somebody builds a better mousetrap. Somebody comes along <laughs> with a better platform, and what happened to MySpace will happen to Facebook. Indeed. Okay, we want to thank you so much for being with us today, Salem. I uh, do look forward to having you back again in the future. Be sure and keep in touch with us. Let us know what's going on, and uh, we want to have you back again next year. Hey, that would be great. I love talking to you guys, and good luck with your show. Thank you very much. A pleasure having you on board. Our best to the entire band, and uh, we're going to jump into it now with One Soul Thrust and a thing called So Numb.
one soul. The chick can thrust. sing. I'll tell you what. Can't she sing. can sing. Yep. Mm-hmm. So numb. Thank you, guys. So thank you to all our guests for being with us today, making another great show, making some great memories, and, of course, making some great music, too. Remember, artists out there or friends of artists or people who have seen acts they think should deserve a break and should get on the show, bring it. Send your EPKs to me, David, at thedavidbowers.com. Our panel of experts will listen to them and uh, get in touch with you about possibly being a guest on the show, and you can introduce yourself to our millions of listeners around the world. That's what the stage here is all about, the music and the people make it. John Bon Jovial, with a reminder that we yes, got a sir. great show coming up next month. Take us home. Boy, do we ever. Okay, we sure do have a great show coming up next month. Uh, don't forget to order your official The David Bowers Awards T-shirts on our website, www.thedavidbowers.com. And artists, be sure to send your EPKs to david at thedavidbowers.com for a chance to appear on our show. We would love to take a look at your music and see what you got. The David Bowers Awards is produced by The David Bowers for Stick It In Your Ear Productions from the studios of Computer Help US. USA in beautiful Naples, Florida, and we are available for free download on Blog Talk Radio and iTunes. Click the follow link on our Blog Talk Radio page to get reminders of our upcoming shows and like The David Bowers on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. The David Bowers Awards is also heard worldwide on the 365 Internet Radio Network and the GLC Global Internet Radio Network, reaching tens of millions of people. Be sure to join us for the David Bowers Awards Sunday, December 14th at 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 11 a.m. Pacific time for our Christmas special. This is going to be our biggest show ever, and we're going to have guests from all over the world. Uh, so this is this is just going to be a spectacular program, and we really want you to participate. Until then, for the David Bowers and all of the crew here of the at the asylum, this is John Bon Jovial saying later, dudes and dudettes. And for the David Bowers Awards, I wish you a wonderful Thanksgiving, peace and love, and take care of each other. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time.